so the one I think the the biggest reason why this this particular subject matter is is difficult to talk about is because when you when you start to talk about it, um, you know, people will kind of think that you either like you hate them or you're being like uh, unaccepting or not inclusive or any number of things. And and I, I had to come to a place in my life where I made a decision um, that I was going to 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 follow what the Bible says. And there's a lot of people that don't believe what the Bible says. And, and that's their, their right. You don't, God doesn't for, God doesn't force himself on anybody. Okay. God doesn't force you to serve him. He doesn't force you to, to believe in him. He doesn't force you to believe his word. Th that's your choice. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about this tonight to, um, you know, to, 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 <laughs> in any kind of hateful way, though it'll always be interpreted as that because people interpret things as they want it to. But, you know, I just want to read a scripture, you know, and I, and I this is one of my favorite scripture and it says, Deuteron it's Deuteronomy 30, 19. And it says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Oh, that you may choose life so that you and your descendants may live. And so, in other words, God has, has set before us a choice. Either we choose to serve him or we don't. And, and uh, you know, and so again, no one's, no one's forcing anybody to believe this. But I have to be true to what I, I know that the Bible says. And I spent many years um, reading a lot of different books, listening to a lot of different people who claim that we're not interpreting the Bible correctly. And I would say that the biggest deception is, is um, deceiving people into thinking that what is sin is not sin. Because if you're living a particular lifestyle, and because and I, know, and I know people like this, that they, they say they love God and they, they, they might even go to church and they're like, well, you know, the Bible, um, it, it's just like we were raised a certain way to believe a certain way, but that's not really what it means. You know, God loves everybody. He made us this way, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, you know, and so I, 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 I did that in my own life because I wanted so desperately to validate what I was feeling. And, and, and so, I mean, I went through a lot of years doing that, but I realized that no matter, no matter how much research I did, the Bible isn't going to say what I want it to say. I can't make it say what it doesn't say. And you could say, well, you know, um, the Hebrew word says this, the Bible is extremely clear. And, and, you know, and, and sometimes people are like, well, there's only six verses only one is enough. One is, is plenty. And, and, but, but the, you have that many on the same subject and it's not even just individual verses. You have to take the entire weight of scripture and understand what God's uh, uh, intention is, what his plan is, what he created you to be. And then you'll have a better understanding of what all of these scriptures mean. So you, yeah, you can pull a couple of things here and there and be like, well, I think it means this. It doesn't matter what you think. And it doesn't matter what your feelings say. And it doesn't matter what you, what you want. Um, so again, like I, 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 there's a prerequisite that you need to be saved. Um, because if you're not, you're, you know, you're going to think that you're living your life just fine. And so, so, so I could say something like, well, I'm trying to get people out of darkness and bring them into light. They don't know that they're in darkness because they don't believe that they're in darkness. 
So there needs to be a better teaching of the word um, and to understand exactly God's intentions for us, God's intention for humanity and everything. So anyways, I could, you, you could preach like a lot of sermons on this, but this is, this is about my testimony. So I, but I wanted to kind of give that, um, that prerequisite. And the reason why I called this identity is because uh, my identity was completely mixed up in all the wrong things. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, and I'm sure that people who are watching could can confirm that, especially on social media, that you'll you'll look at somebody's social me media bio, and they'll they'll say certain things that they identify with. You know, um, it, it could be their gender, it could be their their attraction, it could be their you know they put their pronouns, they put what job they are, they put what race they are, they put what disease they have. Everybody's looking for something to identify with. And so, one, and it's like, clearly, obviously we know this, but, but people, not everyone knows this. And that's why I want to say it is that we understand that our identity lies in Christ. But if you don't know that you're going to be putting it everywhere else. So if your identity is placed in your sexuality, for example, and I tell you that it's a sin, oh, you, you, oh, you hate me. You're a bigot. You're this, you're that because their identity is wrapped up in something that, that it shouldn't be because we're not defined. First of all, we're, we're not defined by our gender. We're not defined by our race. We're not defined by who we're, who we're attracted to. We're not a fine. We're not defined by our job. We're not defined by, by any of that. Um, and it's become such a big thing now where, where you, where they're forcing you to identify by all these different things. And so because of that, um, of course it feels like I'm attacking you. If, if I talk about this stuff and, and if I say something is sin, according to the word, of course it feels like an attack. And I understand that. That's why I'm very careful. And I learned my lesson because I, I, I didn't always go about it the right way. And I, and I, I alienated some friends that, that I regret doing that and not, not, not on purpose. It's just that I didn't understand all this yet. And now I understand. No, not even that. It's because I, for me, it was like simple. Well, the Bible says this, and this is this, and this is this, but I didn't understand the whole identity issue. That if you believe that you're born a certain way, if you believe that that's who you are, if you believe that that's who God created you to be, then it, it's going to be really difficult to accept that the Bible's telling you, no, you're, you're sinning. Okay. And so either people reject the Bible outright and reject God outright, or they change it and be like, well, it doesn't mean this, you know, you know, we were raised, um, Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, if they truly believe that it's right, then that's where it becomes a bit shady. Yeah, that's why. And that's why you, you have to be very careful. You know, we can't attack people because people, 
people a lot of the times they don't even realize they don't understand and it's like again you might think people might assume that i hate them or something because that's always what people say but i love them so much that i want them to understand who god created them to be and not to be deceived by the things of this world because that's what tends to happen and i want to read another scripture this is and so if you want to know how should we define ourselves this is the scripture uh, galatians chapter 3 uh, verses 26 to 29 says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I, I, God, listen, God made the rules. I don't, I don't just, it's like, because you don't like something, I'm sorry, but I've, I've, I'm submitted to the Lord and I'm following him. I believe in him. I believe he created the universe and I believe his, his word is true. That's a choice I've made. And that's why I said right off the top, God doesn't force himself on people. You don't have to make that choice. You know, but you need to understand why I speak the way I speak, that I, I have made a choice just as you have, that I will follow the word of God. And I do believe it's true as it is, not how I want it to be, not how I wish it was so that I can live life the way I want to live it. And God, and you know, and by the way, you know, God's, God's not looking to make you miserable or, or you know, oh, oh, you don't want us to be happy. You want us to, you know, to marry someone that we don't want to marry just so that we're, we're what, you know, and, and you're, you're looking at it in all the wrong way. You know, if Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly, if, if, the, if, if, if said in Psalm that, that uh, in his presence, there's fullness of joy, then don't think that, that you're going to be miserable because you're looking at it from a human perspective. In believing that well this is how i feel now it'll never change and this is a a subject that people feel like oh it's impossible no one could ever change from that but god's the god of the impossible and nothing's impossible for him Amen. um so you know basically the, the deal with me <laughs> if you put it that way i i um my, my deal is you know the 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 thing with the thing about my life is that um, my parents are like the best. Like I really had, um, such a great upbringing. And so I remember that later on in my adult life, um, oh man, I'm, I'm tempted to read the comments cause they're all so great, but I will never finish this podcast. Um, so, um, and I, I, I remember I had seen a therapist later in life and they were trying to figure out from my childhood, but there was nothing because my childhood was great. And a lot of times um, you could always point back to something that happened when, when someone was a kid or something. In my case, no, because my parents were the best and they, and my parents did right by me. And obviously I grew up in a different era. I'm, I'm going to be 40 this year. So obviously things were, <laughs> things were very different back then. But when I, for example, um, 
you know, I, I, I didn't necessarily like all um, girly stuff, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I did like Barbies. I had Barbies. Although the funny thing, <laughs> the funny thing about my Barbies is that I particularly loved her motorcycle <laughs> and her horse. So it's like, of course, right? It was the best. It was the best. Um, that's right. Oh, so, see, I, I made a mistake. I, I was going to read Serena's comment. Yes, I will always be 29 at heart. Um, so, you know, but they didn't say stuff like, oh, you know, um, girls don't do sports. Um, or girls, you know, you know what they did? My dad bought me tickets to go watch hockey games and, and baseball games, you know, and when I wanted to play the drums. They bought me drums and they put me in lessons. They didn't say girls, even if they might have thought that or maybe thought it's not really, they never said it. So I never for once felt that there was something wrong with me because my interests were, okay, quote unquote boy stuff. But, but let's be real. Your gender's not defined by your hobbies. I don't, I don't, it's, we've, who cares that I prefer the color blue over pink? It's a color. Like, do we, do we understand what we've done to people? That because I prefer to wear pants and I like the color blue, then I'm a man trapped in a, a woman's body? It, and this is this is what's happened now that that everything is based on well, uh, um, you you prefer to play street hockey instead of playing with dolls, so you know whatever. But 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 that's so that's and the reason why I'm 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 much I'm very functional today. The reason why I am very functional is because my parents never made me feel like there was something wrong with me. And so if you're a parent. If you're a parent and your daughter likes sports, put her in sports. Or your son likes baking. Put him in a baking class. Put put him in a cooking class. You know, be, don't, be, don't no. <laughs> you know, because because and you know why he would do that? Because he thinks that he should be a girl. Because he likes girl things. But no. If boys can cook and bake and 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 whatever and be in art or stuff like that like obviously it's like i'm being like a bit stereotypical but but that's that i have to say that because that's what ends up happening um and so you know i, I went through my my childhood and i i actually remember i always remember gravitating towards like boy stuff like for example when me and my cousin mel would play like um dress up and stuff like that, I would always assume the male character. And I don't know why, but I did. And the thing is, look, I was very close to my dad. I have an older brother. I looked up to him. I mean, it's really not surprising. And my mom, my mom's a great mom. You want to know why? Because she was a mom. She wasn't trying to be my buddy. And I, I, maybe this is, I, I, maybe this will ruffle, ruffle some feathers. My moms need to be moms to your daughters. You're not their best buddy when they're a teenager. You you will when when they're forty, sure, but you need to raise them. You need to raise them and be a, be a mother to them. Be an example of, of of how to be a wife, of how to take care of a home. And so you know, I saw my mother as as a mother, right? 
And so, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have a big sister and, you know, I always wanted a sister. Um, you know, that was something that, um, that I always wish I had. Well, and you know, and the funny thing was all of my, so many of my close friends all had sisters. And I think that was, that might've been why I was one of the few, there was some who didn't, but I was one of the few who, who didn't have a sister and, um, and I always wanted one. Right. But, and, and, and I had trouble making friends. I was like a bit shy or extremely shy. So I wasn't good at, I'm still not good at friendships, but I try my best, but I, I was not good at making friends. Um, and so I, I was always kind of like looking for that, 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 uh, no, looking for that, like female companion, I suppose that, that I, that I've, that I kind of always wanted. Okay. But the thing is, yes, yes, exactly. A sisterly bond, exactly. Um, and and the but the thing is, as a teenager, I was a very typical girl. Um, my my room had posters of boys everywhere. Um, specifically, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he was something, and um, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Love those guys. Like I love Titanic. Yes, and I, and I love Titanic because of Leo. And I had a, this huge picture of him in my room. And so, you know, if you, if you saw that, you'd think, okay, I'm completely... And I had a crush on, like, literally every boy at church at some point. I always had a crush on a boy. Always. Um, and so, and again, I, I really, truly believe that because of how well I was raised, because of how I was raised in the Lord, um, that I was so functional, all, even though there was tendencies, right? But they weren't, there were tendencies that were not even really tendencies. So you know, again, like I said, so sometimes I pretended to be, to be a boy and stuff like that, but it never was like, oh, I should be one or I want to be one or whatever. You know what I mean? And I, like I said, I always liked boys. I always pictured myself someday getting married, um, and all that. And then I went, you know, so, so that was very typical, um, very typical teenage life. Um, I, I, boys, boys, <laughs> they didn't see, they didn't always appreciate me. Um, they didn't know. I know throughout high school, they didn't know. But when I got to, to see Jet, when I got to see Jep, boys started noticing me. So it was like a whole new world, right? And so again, even more so, I was very typical girl. There was nothing, you know, no, there was really no more tendencies at all. Um, yeah. But I, I had a best friend who I was very close to. Um, and and it, it kind of became that, that sisterly bond that I was hoping for. Um, but then I went to Bible college. And I went to Bible college. I went to Australia, so I was 21 when I left, and um, and you know when you go to Bible college, you you you're opened up to a world of of single people, eligible single people who are your age, who are Christians, and that's not always the case. <laughs> no, you have to be careful. Yeah, you have to be very careful. No, and certainly that that's, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I mean, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of students, not to mention the thousands of people at the church, because I went to a, a church, <laughs> bridal college. I went to a church, um, of, it was like 20,000 people at the time. So you're talking about a lot of people, a lot of guys. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I thought to myself, for sure, I'm probably going to like, find. well, I, again, I didn't really want to find someone. I was homesick. I wanted to come home. But the, the idea of possibly meeting someone, if they were willing to come to Canada, was obviously there. And I, I met my husband. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we dated. We got married. Um, I, so I graduated Bible college. We got married about a few couple weeks after that. And then we moved. Were you when you got married? At 23. I was 23. And, and then we moved back to Canada again, everything normal, no, you know, like, again, I might look a certain way and I understand that especially this haircut's not helping me today. But anyways, um, I, I, um, thank you. I like it too. I like it too. So I might've looked a certain way. And again, I like sports, although my interest in sports it kind of stopped for a while because being in Australia with like not the same kind, like the internet was not the same as it is now. I really stopped following sports. So I wasn't really, I got back into it. But, um, so I was like, you know, again, just as normal as you can get. Um, and again, I'm not saying that people aren't normal. I hope, please understand me. Okay. Just because you have to say that because, you know, it's like people get, you, they hear what they want to hear. Yeah, okay. Sure. Anyways, um, I'm talking about the way that God intended us to be, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So I was, you know, no, no problems. Um, I got a job as a youth pastor. I went, I moved to Ontario. Um, everything was fine. And then this, it, it all kind of coincided. And if you remember my last testimony, when I talked about how, how, um, I had resigned from my job working at the church. And I went, I became depressed at that point and it all kind of happened at the same time. And I started to have like thoughts and weird attractions, um, to women. And as so, you know, again, we, me and my husband and I were living, um, in Ontario. Um, so we were not, we weren't at home. I wasn't at, at, at FOB or anything like that or. Good News Chapel <laughs> it was, it wasn't called that. So I was, you know, I was far, I was far from home. I had no, I wasn't around my parents anymore, obviously. And, um, and so that started to happen. And at first I was like, eh, whatever, you know, doesn't really, uh, I, I kind of just, I pretty much ignored it. But like I said, because I was, I was dealing with depression, it, it was just, my mind was, you have to understand this. I, I was, I was under an, an oppression. I wasn't demon possessed. I was under an oppression of the enemy who was attacking me, attacking my mind. And it had, the door now was opened. Okay. And because that door was opened, these little small tendencies that were there my whole life, though not manifested now started to come through. Um, and, and I, I really believe that if I had, if I had a different understanding of doctrine at that time, I think things would have been really different. But at that time, you know, cause again, I'm not going to go into what I spoke about in my other testimony, but I didn't understand a lot of things about God. I didn't understand a lot of things about, um, 
Yeah. I didn't understand any of that. So, uh, so this was, so anyway, so I, this, this had been going on for a few months and then I was so depressed and I just like, I didn't know what to do. And I, and, and I had played, I was playing hockey with, with the guys on Friday nights after church. And I mean, I tried my best, but guys are a lot stronger and faster than I am. Most girls are too, but I, I, I couldn't, it was tough. Like I had fun, but I, and the guys were like, you know, why don't you join a women's league? Um, there, there's, there's probably women's leagues all over. There were, I didn't know. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I will. You know, I, I didn't, I wasn't, not much was going on in my life. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll join a women's hockey league. Not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, again, anyways, I don't want to be like stereotypical. And that's fine. I, I have no, there's no, I don't really, I don't, I have no judgment against people. Yeah, I have no, yes. It, it, it was funny because, um, so I joined the league and th th they were all super welcoming of me. And I, I said I was a Christian right off the bat. And some of them were a little bit like, you know, they, they're like, eh, they weren't sure about me. But, but there was a few definitely, I got very, I got very close to a lot of the girls. And, and in fact, it was funny because the, the three girls I was closest to, two were married to men, uh, and one was, was straight. So those were the girls that I was closest to, but I was close to a bunch of them. So all three of them were straight? Yes, all three of them. Yeah, all three of them. No, but sorry, she was single and straight. Um, and so, you know, and it was, I just thought that was funny, but, um, I was close to a lot of the girls, regardless of their, of their orientation. So, um, and the funny thing was with, <laughs> you know how I mentioned before, especially in high school, that boys didn't appreciate me. Well, girls did appreciate me and they were very uh, aggressively flirting with me and after me, even though they knew I was married, which, you know, wasn't cool, but that's what they wanted to do. So whatever, I'm not going to like, I don't... <laughs> Again, it doesn't matter. And so I like the attention, obviously, uh, because I wasn't used to getting attention because I never did. Um, and, you know, it, it this I played for a few years. And if you're thinking that I suddenly was my mind was going to be fixed, it certainly wasn't because now what was happening was I was in a world where I was being exposed to things that I had never seen before. Uh, um, you know, I, I never knew, I never knew a same sex couple ever in person. And now I knew a bunch of them, right. Um, seeing how they are and, um, and all these different things. And, you know, unfortunately, um, I had gotten into my head that I'd be happier if I were with a woman. And, you know, it, it's... Was, I, it, was it something that, like, they would try to say to you and that's why it got into your head? Or was it something no. that, like, because you would see how happy they were and how much fun they would be having together at the stuff that, like, they do together and you would say, oh, well, maybe the grass is greener side. Yeah, no, they were, again, other... Like, like I said, some girls were very flirty with me 
but in general they ne- they were very respectful like i think i mean i don't think they meant anything maliciously if they did flirt with me or whatever i mean one in particular she would like anyways i'm not going to get into it she um Yeah, and I mean, I think they also picked up on the fact that I probably liked it, which didn't help. Um, but over, but again, overall, they were pretty respectful because I was very like upfront with the fact that I was a Christian, um, and I would I would witness to them. I invited them to church. Some of them came to church, which is crazy. Um, one even got saved. So, so I was like, it, it, and I convinced myself, this is my mission field. I'm never going to be around unsaved people like this because I'm, 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 I'm called into ministry. So when you're called into ministry, usually you're around Christians a lot. Now, obviously, of course you go out soul winning and all that stuff or you're preaching, but you're not like necessarily friends or like your coworkers, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I work for a Christian company. All my coworkers are Christians. So in my mind, I'm thinking, this is a great opportunity. And I was doing it right. I was witnessing to them. They were coming to church and I convinced myself to stay in that environment because I wanted to. And because I love to play hockey, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, because, oh, this is my mission field. Right. And, um, look, it was a mission field, but the problem was I couldn't handle it because it, it, it made me worse in terms of my thought life and in terms of feeling like, um, you know, I'd be happier in a different situation. Yeah. No, no, I chose because I knew, I knew, I mean, cause, cause like, again, what ended up, what ended up happening is that I felt like this was something that I just have to live with, you know, that this is because I would read books, right. And I would read books saying, you know, God, uh, because I, 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 in fact, there's one book in particular that basically said, you have to make a choice to live a celibate lifestyle because you'll never be happy with a member of the opposite sex. But, but it's, it's a sin to be with the same sex. So you're better off just staying celibate and God will, will help you and comfort you and you bring you good friends and stuff like that. Um, but you, until you get to heaven, you're going to be dealing with this. So that's what I, but that's what I believed. So I believed that this was just something that was going to stick with me and I'd have to live with and deal with and, and would never go away. And, but again, because I was in immersed in a, a community of, of people that, that, that I would be constantly exposed to, to, to all of these different things. You know, you think it was, you think I was going to suddenly like stop thinking stuff? No, of course not. Um, yeah. And you know, listen, my husband's a great guy. He is so good to me because I am tough to live with. (laughs) 
Oh, crap. See? If he was watching, he'd be like, see, I told you. Um, so, oh, this thing's crazy. Um, and he's, he's so good to me. He's so like, um, you know, he, he, I, I have a lot of like rules for how I, I, uh, how I like the house to be and stuff like that. So he puts up with a lot. I have quirks. I have quirks. And he, he's, he's like, so, you know, and, and he obviously knew there was something wrong with me. Like, cause I, obviously <laughs> it, 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 things were in our marriage were tough, but you know, we, he, he never like, uh, ever suggested that he would want to leave or something like that. Um, even though I thought about it because I, I, I convinced myself I'm not, I, I'm not going to be happy with a man. That's what I convinced myself. And you know what the funny thing is? I, I want to say this. Um, it, it now it's like, I think back to it and I'm like, I can't even imagine that, you know, I don't want to jump ahead, but I just, it, it's, it's crazy because it's like now women like annoy me and I think I couldn't, could you imagine like living with one? I would go crazy. I, I, I don't, I can't, like, I just can't even, even the women that are masculine still, they're still women. Oh my words, no. <laughs> and and you know and not only that, but it's like I realize that it's like I want I want and need a man around because that's who I'm created to be. To I'm create you know, women women are created, you know, when God created women, um he basically created us to be in relationship with men. That's how we were created. And, and so the desire, so don't, if you're single and you're watching this, don't, don't feel bad if you have a desire to be married. That's, you should, that's, you know, it doesn't define you. It doesn't define you. God can use single people tremendously and maybe even more so because you have less responsibility, right? Because once you, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so it's like, I, 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 it's crazy how I changed anyways, I'll get into how I changed, but, um, that it's so different now that I think back to it and I'm like, I'm like, my goodness. I'm like, I can't, it's like, I need him like, and it's not just because he could lift heavy things. I mean, that that's helpful, but you know, it, it, it's like, I knew that that desire was just not in line with God's created order. Um, you know, and it's like God's created order. He created it for a certain way. And I'm going to tell you this. I probably, I probably could have found someone and I would have been happy with her probably for, for a while, maybe even for a long time, but I wouldn't have been, my salvation would have, would have not stuck around. I'll tell you that. And so I would have been, I would have been living obviously in, in conflict with what I believe the word said. So eventually I just, I mean, I don't, I'm no offense. Okay. I just don't feel that you could be saved and be in that lifestyle. And if you are, you're just, anyways, that's not, anyways, whatever. It's tough. Oh my gosh. Is that like actually a thing? Why don't I see the comments anymore? They went away. Oops. 
Oh my gosh, Lisa, you kill me. The comments went away, so if people are commenting... Um, oh, I see the comments. Well, it's because when my iPad fa fell down, I don't know what happened to it, so now I don't see the comments. Oh, okay. Um, well, now that it fell, I can't see your comments. So if you're saying nice things, I, I apologize. I can't see them. But anyways, okay. All right. Um, so, so, so there I was, I was very confused and I, I finally made a decision that it's like, okay, if I'm going to, I need to get out of, so, okay. Um, so kind of the sum up because man, time's going fast and I want to, I want, I don't want to be like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to let Pastor Mike keep the record for the longest testimony. Um, <laughs> no, longer than that. <laughs> it was great though. But, um, so, so my husband and I had the opportunity to come back to Montreal and I was hesitant because at the time I was a pastor at another church, um, yeah, I know, I know what you're thinking, living two lives, but, but I wasn't doing, by the way, I wasn't doing anything, um, while I was a pastor. Like I wasn't like, um, I wasn't talking to any of these girls or anything like that. Okay. Um, while I was a pastor, right? Like before I was like, you know, they would message me and I would like, I, I I'll admit I probably flirted back with them. Um, but while I was a pastor, I was really like strict with myself. Right. Um, so, but I was messed up. Look, guys, let's just face it. I was quite messed up. So I didn't want to leave that position because I knew there wasn't another pastoral position waiting for me. And I was like, Ugh, do I want to give up ministry um, for uncertainty because I don't know if I would ever be pastoring again? Um, yeah. So, but I also knew and my husband didn't even know anything at this time of what was going on. But I also knew I need to get out of here. I cannot stay in this province anymore. I cannot stay. I have to leave. So I, I we made the decision. Well, he, because he was sold. He, he, he was like, we need to go. I think it's the right thing to do. And as the, the man of the house, I, I let him, I deferred to him, even though I was, I was conflicted, like I said, because I didn't want to leave the position that I had. But... I knew that I needed to, to leave and have a fresh start. Um, but so I let him make the decision and he's like, no, we're going to move. And so I, I, I resigned my post. I quit playing hockey. Obviously I had to quit because I was moving and we moved back here. Um, but guess what? It followed me though. I wasn't playing hockey anymore, but, but just the change of scenery wasn't enough because my, yeah. I was so messed up in my head. I was under such a heavy oppression, not, I mean, being depressed uh, and dealing with, with confusions in, in my sexuality. And it was just a lot on me. And I kind of feel bad sometimes because I, who, I don't even know who I was the first few years. So if you were like offended by me at any point, I apologize from the years, um, 2013 to 2016, I'm very sorry. Um, but I was like weird and, um, so, but, but again, it's just because I was so like, I was not myself. Um, and you know, the, the, and I think I had mentioned in my other testimony that I, I, even though I was, I was healed from this particular thing, I was still depressed for, for like a few years after that. So that was, you know, I, I, I kind of was like, it was a long process, but so, so I came back here 
and I was just not, I wasn't right, but I, you know, I wasn't, uh, at least I wasn't pastoring. So I can, it was a little bit easier because trust me, you don't, you know, when you, when you're in, in full-time ministry, you have to be very careful, um, about your life, obviously. And I was just like in a, in a very bad place in, in, in multiple ways. Um, There's an extra judgment on uh, ministers, on yeah. pastors, especially. Yeah, so I, I was like, you know, I wasn't really, I was playing drums, obviously, because I play drums everywhere I go, but... Um, but that was it. And so, so I was battling so much in my mind. I was battling so much. Um, I was hiding because I it was basically hiding obviously. Right. Because nobody knew what was going on. So basically I'm going to put it this way. I believe that my desire for the sisterly bond, as you so well put it, that was a really good way to put it. Now it manifested itself into a romantic thing, which, um, you know, that, 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 that was, that was the, the, the big problem. I would say that it, it, it went from, I just desire this, this kind of relationship of, of like a, in, in a friendly way. Um, and now it manifested in the wrong way. And you know, the funny thing now is, like I, I have a best friend and, and she and I are very close, but it's not the same. It's not like, um, I, don't, I don't need her to validate me the way that in the past, I'm like, I need a, a, a female figure to validate me. It's like, now I have my husband. He, 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 my husband handles the emotional things, right? But the problem is before it was all mixed up in thinking that I needed a woman to take that place. Was it because maybe Dave was not someone who would validate you and so you would look for it elsewhere? Or was it really like, you know, because sometimes depending on the character of the person, it's something that like they need to learn. Just like we all need to learn each other. Like even with myself and Tom, I had to learn certain things that maybe he needs that I don't give naturally and he needed to learn certain things that I need that he doesn't give naturally. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, he, he's still pretty much the same guy. So the, 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 the problem, it no, he doesn't. <laughs> the problem was with me because I was, um, I had now, I had, had moved away from understanding who God created me to be. And so basically to, to, to bring in a, a long story short, um, I, I finally got the revelation and it was, it was my own because I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, my marriage is not going to survive if I don't fix this. Okay. Um, and I had wasted all my good childbearing years. Not that I ever was like desperate to be a mother, but I had wasted like years, right? When I should have had at least one child and I, I just wasted all that. Now I'm old. Although if Sarah, no, anyways, <laughs> I mean, look, it was never like a massive desire for me. I'm not really sure why. And you're yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I don't, I don't regret. I don't regret. It's just that it's like, I want, sometimes I wonder what would have happened. But again, it's not a huge desire. If it was a desire, I would, you know, I'm still, I'm still young enough. So, 
Um, maybe, but anyways, um, so so I I I I I realize I'm like. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like Auntie Joe. Everyone's gonna, gonna, everyone's gonna call me Auntie. That's what I want. That's what's gonna happen. Um, so, so I, I had come to that point where I was like, I have to, something needs to change here because it's not working. I, I can't, I can't live this. Like, I felt like I was living a double life, you know, and nobody knew anything. Um, I know Pastor Steve suspected something cause he's good like that, but he didn't know what it was. And I did tell them, um, but uh and they're like oh okay makes sense when i when i tell people um they look at me and they're like yeah i could see it and like of course yeah that's that's, that's like right right because but but it's like you know <laughs> but it's like listen again it's like i don't care i am a fully female woman who happens to like drums and sports and that's just it i don't it it's it doesn't define my my femininity um, because I like those things that maybe are predominantly male, uh, or were maybe not as much anymore, but still it's like, Oh, a girl drummer. Like it's a, like, it's a, like I'm a, uh, an albino, like uh, polar bear or something. Wait, aren't they all albino? Anyways, um, that's true. I appreciate that. I'm so bummed that I can't see the comments anymore, but thanks for reading it. Um, so, so, you know, I realized um, I, I need to do something here. So I, I went to the word and I still, I wasn't really, I wouldn't listen to preaching all the way back then. Like I wasn't really doing that. Um, but I went to the word and I'm like, I, I need to figure this out between me and God. And, and I realized something. I realized because I had to reconcile to myself, this is what the Bible says. So now I have to make a choice. I don't, I did the, all the research I tried. I'm like, I'm like, there has to be, maybe we're, we're reading it wrong. Maybe we're interpreting the original scripture wrong. Maybe uh, throughout the years it was changed because people had a bias against certain things. So they wanted to make the Bible seem like it was against something. And oh boy, believe me, I went all the way deep into every every rabbit hole you could imagine to try and figure this out so if someone's gonna hear this and be like oh you're a bigot or whatever believe me i tried to to to, to see the bible in the way i wanted to see it and i just could not reconcile it and so then i realized all right so now i know that it's wrong so what do i do now uh because i'm still dealing with these thoughts they won't go away what do i do now and, and I, I started to read and, um, you know what? I'm just going to say it, Lee. I'm just going to say it. I'm writing a book and it's almost finished and I'm very excited about it. And so this is, there's going to be all this, this, this kind of stuff in my book. Um, and this is where it all kind of came from. I don't particularly talk about this subject, um, in the book, but, uh, there is, basically what I, what the book's going to be is a resource for people who need to understand what the word of God says. And so I, I, I started to realize, okay, I'm created in the image of God. I'm created as a female. Okay. I'm created to, to desire a man. That's how I've been created. It, I may not like it, 
I may, it may be conflicting with my thoughts, but that's what I am. And then I know that if I'm in Christ, I'm a new creation, right? I'm not, a, I'm not a slave to sin. If I establish that, yes, this is a sin, then I'm not a slave to it. Um, I, 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 I read that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I don't have to live with this. If I read that Jesus would set people free from their oppression, the oppression of the enemy, right? How many times did he, you know, and again, I'm not, I wasn't possessed by a demon. People are not, some people are, but, but I wasn't. And, and I'm not saying that people who, who, who deal with this, um, are, that's not what I'm saying, but, um, you know, basically, um, it's like Jesus would set people free from, 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 from the devil that was oppressing them. And I needed to be set free from this oppression. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you there, there, there are people who are going to be like, no, this is who I am. You don't get to tell me who I am. And I'm like, I'm not telling you God is, you could choose to believe him or not. And at the end of your life, you'll find out if I was right or if you were right, but only one of us could be right. And it's not my business what you do. I don't care actually, but, but, and I'm not trying, in case you haven't noticed, I don't post things against anybody. I don't go on some kind of like crusades to try to like bring everybody down and be like, you can't do this. You're not allowed to do this. All I'm doing is preaching what the word says. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's like, I didn't write it. I don't decide what it is. And you don't decide what it is. If you don't, that's fine. You want to live how you want to live. Go for it. I'm not, it's not all I'm doing is letting you know what the word of God says. And I'm letting you know. Look, I, I know, I know there's a lot of people that, that feel like even if they've, they, they've in their life, they'd be like, well, I didn't want this. I didn't want to be like this. And I tried to change, but I couldn't change. And then it's like, I was, I, I've been traumatized because of that, you know? And I know, I know how many people have been traumatized because of attempts to change them. And I'm going to tell you something. Therapy doesn't do it. You cannot go sit in therapy and expect to change. It's not going to happen. You cannot have uh, um, um, somebody like just yell at you for an hour or even like even pray for you. It's not going to work. You have to decide. You have to make the decision and say, this is not what I'm created to be. And I have to make that decision and realize this is not who I'm created to be. I'm created as a woman, fully female, with all the, the instincts of a woman. Because again, even in, in, with the tendencies that I would have, my instinct was super woman. Everything about the way that women are, the way that I'm, I'm nurturing, uh, the way that I'm emotional. And I'm not saying that men can't be emotional, but it's different. It's a different kind of emotional. Uh, the way that I, I care about certain things, um, the way that I, I my, my, the way that I observe things, the way I notice things. It's just like my husband's Superman. Like, he's just like a man, like, uh, he's like, where is the whatever? And I'm like, it's literally right in front of your face and he doesn't see it. He's like that kind of man. He doesn't look with his eyes. He doesn't look with, he's, he's like s such a guy, you know? 
Which I love him for that. Yeah, it's true. But it's like, again, it's like, I, I'm, I'm, if you're listening to this and you're mad at me, I, I love you and God loves you, but you have to understand this isn't about, we're not trying to like put you in conversion therapy. There, the, there's the word. Right. We're not trying to do no, that because that doesn't work. It doesn't work, you know? And, and it's like, there are some very abusive practices that I don't agree with. Because it's like, you can't put, what are you, you going to do? Put somebody in like a, a, a day camp or something for two weeks to try to convert them? Not going to happen. So don't even like... So I don't, I don't blame people for feeling like they might have been traumatized because they probably were because they weren't given the right advice. And they weren't, they weren't, it's not the right course of action. There's only one course of action. And that's when you have to take the responsibility to say this, God did not create me to be attracted to someone of the same sex. And so God, you are the one who's going to change me from the inside out. Nobody else can do it for me. Nobody else's prayers can do it for me because somebody could, you could pray for someone all day, but if they're not convinced, it won't work. You know, and, and you can have, oh, I'll pray for you. Don't bother because it's not going to work. Um, and going to, like I said. It's so funny because when there's people who say, oh, pray for me for this. Like, I know if they actually believe what they're asking me to pray for or not. And that'll, like, for me, I don't pray for what they ask me to pray for. I pray for them to have faith that what they're asking for would actually come to pass. Because yeah. 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 And, and it's like, cause like you can't, you can't change somebody. If somebody comes to me and says, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm like, okay, but I can't change you. So you, you, me, you sitting here talking to me, if you need someone to talk to, I guess it's comforting, whatever, but I can't, there's nothing I could do for you. You know, there's, there's no, maybe. And, but it's like, you know, you want sympathy or you want like, uh, um, or you want some kind of 12 step program, not going to happen. You know, you, we need to understand because like, and I know this might like maybe make some Christians mad. I don't believe in conversion therapy, knowing what it actually is because it doesn't work. And all it does is drive people further away. Now that said, <laughs> parents need to have a right to to raise their children anyways but that's uh we're not gonna this we're anyways so me too And, and you know, the, I know that the world's trying to convince people you'll be happier 
if you're this. If you're not happy, you're not going to be happy because you wear a dress, okay? It's not going to happen. You have to understand that because your identity, like I read in that scripture right off the top, is in Christ, right? That once we, we come into faith in Christ and we become children of God, that is our identity. And you figure out God's will and God's plan for your life. And for somebody like me, I was already called into full-time ministry, right? But even more so now, it's like, I don't have time to have dumb thoughts. Who has the time, first of all? Because my focus is on the kingdom. And it's like, you know, and so there are people that it's like they're, they're and again, I am, believe me, I understand what it's like to go through all this stuff. So again, if you're going to be like, oh, how dare you say that? You're hateful. Uh, you should go to jail because you, you said this. Look, I'm, all, I'm tr all I'm trying to say is, you know, I can't, I can't do anything for you. I'm not trying to change you because I can't change you. And I'm not, you know, there's no, you could sit in therapy for, for 10 years and it'll do nothing for you, right? So just, I don't even know why that's a thing. I think it's Christians trying to help, but they're not really helping because they don't understand that this issue is something that, that when, when you come to Christ and he washes you and cleanses you, cleanses you from all unrighteousness, this is one of those things that has to go. And so what happened to me is because I was under an, an oppression from the enemy, that like I said, that now the door was open to other things. And then I just kind of, it spiraled out of control. But now, it, it, you know, I won't let, I won't even let that happen because uh, my life is completely submitted to the Lord. And my, and I, I know who I am. Like, it's like that song, uh, the, you know, I know who I am. Yeah. So <laughs> sort of. It's like you, you need to know who you are. You need to know that, that when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. That's why it's like I, I had someone who, who, who needed help because their, their, their kid was struggling. I'm like, but are they saved? Because if they're not saved, forget it. That's step one. They need to get saved. And then, then you can move on from that. Because then you're a new creation. You're a new creature, right? I'm not the same as I used to be. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not a slave to sin. I'm dead to sin. I don't, I don't, I don't indulge in the flesh because I'm submitted to the spirit. And so that's what ended up happening with me. When I, I came to that realization, I'm like, wait a minute, this is not, I don't have to live with this and try to be happy because I won't be happy. Of course, you're never going to be happy. You don't tell somebody be celibate or, or yeah, you know, just marry someone and like have a life with them. And you, you know, you could be good friends with them. No, no, thanks. You know, uh, that, that's terrible advice. And I, again, I know people are trying to help and I get it. And I, I understand that. But there's only one thing that's going to help you. And that's the spirit of God coming on the inside of you and changing you from the inside out. And so I started to speak who I was not. I wasn't speaking words of death. Okay. Or saying like, oh, uh, I have the, I feel this way, you know, or, or like I, 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 I. What the word says. So you have to speak what the word says. Because when you speak what the word says, it chases out those other things. And, and you know, the devil, the devil can has no answer for the word of God. So when you come at him, like if 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 Eve, Eve when when he when, when the when the when the serpent serpent deceived Eve in the in the in the Garden of Eden, it's because she, he got her to question what God said. But when you are 
firm and confident on what God said, the devil has no answer for that. If she would have, if she would have said it properly, you know, she didn't, but if she would have said it properly, what would, what could he have said after that? And she wouldn't have been like, hmm, maybe you're right. No, no, I know what God said. That's not what he said. I know, I know what he commanded us. This is what he commanded us. Get out of here. So, so that's how you have to approach these kinds of things where you decide my identity lies in Christ. It's not in, 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 in anything else. It's not in anything that you could lose because, um, you know, you put your identity in, in, in all these, these things that are like, maybe like trendy or, or, or fad. And it's like, what is it really? There's no, there's no foundation there. Your foundation is in Christ. And so I remember it was literally one prayer that I prayed because I started to say all these things and I started to realize all these things. And I'm like, God, I know you can change me. I know you can take this from me. I know you can set me free. And I was free. And, and, you know, obviously because I was still depressed after that, like I wasn't fully there, but at least for this particular uh, issue that I had, it was like, it was gone. It was really gone. And, and, you know, people are like, oh, that's not possible. I've heard people have said that to me. Uh, they hear, if they hear my story, they're like, I don't really think, you know, you're probably just in denial or something like that. I'm like, believe me, I am not in denial because I, I'm like, I'm the opposite of what I was then. And, and it's like I said, it's like, for me, it's like, I have such a, a clear picture of, of God's created order. And it's like, that's what I want. And I became even more like a wife and 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 i and i when i i remember i was teaching in in bible school i think last semester talking of we were talking about submission and stuff like that and a lot of the guys in the class were like a little bit surprised that i was so um submissive to my husband because they kind of maybe see me as being a little bit more like uh domineering i guess yeah um but i'm like no it's like my husband's the, the, the head of the house and and that's it and i and, you know i default to him you know what i mean and um it's like that's the thing it's like not so not only was i healed but it's like he reset me to become um the kind of woman that that i'm intended to be which is you know uh, i don't want to be like cliche and be like proverbs 31 woman but it's like you know the, the the thing is it's like my desire now i don't i don't desire anything that's contrary to the word of god it, it's like i'm i'm i go i went completely like 
um, like everything now is like, and sometimes my husband's a bit like, okay, now it's all on me. I'm like, yep, it's all on you. And he's like, he's not really, he's not always used to that, right? Because it's usually not all on him. I don't know if he's watching. He might, I don't think so. He's at, he's at work. I don't know if he popped in. Okay. Yeah. Because when you're lined up with God's will, you're your best self, right? Yeah. So you're, I would, I'm even better. I'd like to think, though I still have my quirks. But um, you know what I mean. So it's like, so 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 base, huh? I have some comments. Oh, comments. Go ahead. Yeah, because a, a man, a man who understands his role and loves his wife will always like, you know, he's not going to lord over her. Then that, then he's out of order if he does that. You know, he's not like, uh, um, you have to do this or, or you're not, you know, it, it's not like that. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, you're a team. You're, 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 uh, uh, you know, you're, you're moving together. It's just that there's an, there's an order. Right there, there's it's like, um, yeah, it's like the man's the head of the house, and 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 the woman submits to him, but the the man loves his wife and and does things for her, and. Um, Yeah. There's some people that at certain, even if you're both Christians, at, there's different levels, I think, in certain times. And yes, we want to be equally yoked at all costs, but sometimes it happens that we, we think things that are different. We have different prerogatives on certain areas of life, you know? And so if there's somewhere where you do not agree with each other, well, just let your husband make the decision, even if you don't think it's right, the Lord will deal with yeah, and I mean, you know, so so essentially, 
you know, to sum up everything that I've been saying, it's like, basically, you know, I understand this is such a difficult subject because people's complete identity is tied up um, in their sexuality. And I understand that. Yeah. I completely understand that. And I, you know, I, 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 I just, I, I, I know how difficult it is. But I, I had to come to the place where I understood that. Because you know what? Um, um, sin is sin. Um, but some is, is ten, like I said, tends to be wrapped up in your identity and it's much more difficult to break but it's not impossible to break because you have to understand that god can and will break down those strongholds in your life if you allow him to and if you're completely submit so talking about submission being submitted to god and saying god you're the lord of my life i'm not in charge of my you're in charge of my life and i have to make my own decisions of course but but I, 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 I default to, to what your word says. I don't make up the rules. You make the rules, right? So I have to make my own decisions, but, but I'm submitted to you. And, and so, so basically for me, I came to that point in my life where I real, like I said, I realized who I was. I realized who I was created to be. And I realized, hey, this is not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be like this. I'm not supposed to have these thoughts. Um, yeah. And, you know, it probably took a lot longer than it should have, but that was because of no, I didn't have the right understanding and I didn't have the right teaching. And so I just want to say, you know, like I said, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, how dare you say this? And, and you know, um, this is who I am. This is God, who God created me to be. It's not me saying it. It's what the word says. And I'm just repeating it. And it's because it's what I believe. And like I said, at the end of it all, we'll find out who's right. One of us is wrong, right? You know what I'm saying? Someone's not, someone doesn't have it right. So we'll figure it out. I'm not trying to suppress you. I'm not trying to uh, um, tell you that you can't be happy. I'm letting you know that there's a happiness and a joy that can only be had through the presence of God. And it can only be had when you're living right and living for him. And that's just the way it is. And there is, there is a conflict that you're feeling. And it's, it's a conflict because it's, it's, in, it's in contrast to who you were created to be. But there is a, there's a way out if you choose. You don't, and no one's forcing you. This isn't some kind of like, you know, when, when let's say um, you find out someone at church is struggling. Oh, that's it. Get them in my office. I'm going to uh, pour uh, oil over their head. No, it doesn't work that way. You can't do that to people. Yeah, you, you don't do that to people. They, they You have to teach them properly and teach them what the word says and teach them and help them to understand where their identity lies. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And um, I was going to make the joke of, well, one of us is wrong, but it's not me. But that may not sound very nice. But uh, so I don't know if anyone has any like... Uh, I don't know if, if anyone has questions or anything but if not then yeah. we'll uh if anyone has questions please write them in i'm gonna read a couple more comments manny says you give yourself to her like christ did for the church uh talking uh to the men and he said that this is a powerful testimony filled with incredible kindness uh dominic says oftentimes people are looking for the easy way out and oftentimes they're just misled i find it's it's, you know, they didn't grow up uh, 
truth is the only way that we're going to get anything happening in that area of the world. The, the, the truth, the light that, that the truth brings is the only way that we can do anything good for anybody. And even if we're not saying what we think about it, because what we think doesn't matter, just like what they think and feel like, you know, like we don't go off of our feelings, we don't go off of our thoughts. It's really like, hey, I'm going to read you Bible verses. And you don't even have to read the Bible verses that say this is wrong. You read the Bible verses that you were saying, you know, of who your identity in Christ is. And those things, reading those over and over and over, repetition, out loud, making yourself remember these things, those things are going to have a change in their heart because of those. Yeah. You know? And it's like at the end of the day, you know, I understand that people feel that they're going to be happier in a particular lifestyle and, and if they try to change they won't be happy but if you try yeah if you try to change on your own strength you won't be happy but if you allow god to transform you yeah. you'll never be the same and and that's all there is to it Let's do it. Father, I thank you. I thank you for, for your great power. I thank you for your great love. I thank you that you are the God of the impossible. I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you that, that I am living proof that it's possible to change from even the most difficult of circumstances and even from something that seems unchangeable. But that's the kind of God you are, that you can do anything. Um, you can set anyone free, that, that Jesus came to set the captive free. So Father, I pray that anyone who might be listening to this, who is struggling or thinks that they don't need to do anything and that, that, that I'm in the wrong. Father, uh, open the eyes of their heart to understand what your word truly says about them, that they could know who they were created to be, that they weren't created to be some, some false image of themselves, but rather that you have a plan and a will for their lives. And I pray that they would come to the knowledge, the saving knowledge of Jesus, and therefore understand that the Spirit of God is, is the most powerful thing that could change even the furthest heart. And so, Father, I, I just I thank you so much for, for what you've done and what you've done in, in someone like me and, and many other people as well. And that even though it's difficult uh, uh, to talk about and difficult for people to accept, Lord, I, 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 I just I thank you for, for giving us the opportunity uh, to, to speak your, the truth of your word regardless of what people might think because that's all that matters because at the end of the day that we answer to you and to nobody else. So Father, I, I just I thank you and I, I thank you for, for, for everyone who decided to listen tonight and I pray that they were blessed and I thank you for the fruit that will come from this uh, and I thank you for everything you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.